date to your potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. Welcome, everyone. Hi, guys. We're talking about After the Breakup Today, episode 45. 45. Do we love it? We love it. We love it. 45. (laughs) Okay, Sharon. Seriously, let's start with the chemical stuff, because I know you love that, Miss Science. I I, I love the What happens to our feelings? What happens in our bodies after a breakup? So... Of course, we know that relationships let loose all our happy chemicals, right? Right. So what happens to our chemicals? All the happy ones stop. Oh, that's such a bummer. It is such a bummer. (laughs) But all the attachment chemicals remain. This is kind of like a mean. This is like a mean trick. It is kind of like a mean joke. (laughs) It's like, wait, I'm still attached to this person. I'm no longer producing happy hormones to like help me over the attachment to this person. Like, what's up with that? Yeah, what's up with that? So what do we do about it? Well, there's ways we can actually replace some of those missing happy chemicals. Wait, you're not talking about drugs. No. (laughs) Sharon. I'm like, uh, no. Um, Exercise helps us produce happy hormones. Oh, for sure. Um, Reaching out to people to get your mind off it. So this is kind of self-care stuff you need to be doing. Laughing with friends. You want to replace those. You want to replace those chemicals. And another little aspect of it is the attachment. The attachment that we get from these people, we produce oxytocin and dopamine. Mm-hmm. And that's another, you know, when these attachment hormones are staying and we think we want this person back, I suggest a support system, <laughs> you know? So what, what would a support system look like? Um, because, well, if you're being really real, our, our dopamine really tells us that we want to be with that person. Like I had an on again, off again thing with this guy and really good physical chemistry. But I mean, I'm going to say we were addicted to each other. The dopamine was very strong. And so every time I'd break up with him, I'd add to this list of things that really made him not right for me. And a lot of them were really ways that he was probably abusive. Mm. And so, and I would look at this list and my body would still tell me I wanted him back. Wow. So you you were trying to engage your thinking mind to yes. overcome the chemicals in your body by writing a list of things that the reasons why this wasn't going to work. Yes. And I let my friends know. So and, and what you did know, you say to your friends? Like, I'm like this is this what's is, going on. This is yes. This is like why. I have this attraction here, but mm-hmm. these are the reasons why this isn't going to work. And yeah. then what did they do? Um, well, or how did that work? They didn't like him anyways. Oh, <laughs> one of my, one of my girlfriends had said, if you tell me you're marrying him, she goes, I would be the one at the wedding that objected. <laughs> if anybody here has any objections, she goes, that would be me. So they all knew. So oh, I'm like, good. so what I'm like, when I need some friends, I'm like, you know, I let them know in advance. I'm like, okay, for some reason. And I didn't, I hadn't done all the studying yet. It's like, for some reason, I think I, I keep thinking I want this guy back. And they're like, no, you don't. So they were more than happy. They were more than happy. It was summertime. They were over swimming a lot. We, you know, we spent a lot of time together. They were more than happy to support me in that. 
That's great. You know, and so I think I think that is something, you know, building your community, <laughs> you know. Yes, gathering and, and, that support. You and mean. yes, gathering that support. And now, I, you know, I, this was years ago before I was really in the single scene a lot or with my widow widower group. And, and I have different friends now that are in my situation that are, would be more than willing to help as well. So, you know, gather your community to for support. Honestly. That's a great idea. You know, especially if it's a long and very intense relationship. Yeah. You know, well, we don't we don't necessarily think about that, about asking our friends and family to help support us and in, in yeah. getting away, you know, from this. I remember That's, asking one of my older brothers because he was newly divorced, and I'm like, why would I want this guy back? And he literally he said, Sharon, he goes, be easy on yourself. And he didn't have any answers, but he goes, be easy on yourself. And he's like, go get your pedicures and, you know. Take care of like, yourself. Take, yeah, just, you know, easy, you know. Be and prepared. So, yeah. Be prepared. I mean, if, if you, well, maybe you weren't the one breaking up and so you maybe you weren't prepared. But I was the one breaking up and yeah. I still took it really, really bad. Yeah, but, I've done well, that before and, too. And, and it can yes. be really hard even though you're the one mm-hmm. breaking up with the other person. Yeah, because you really do get attached to people. It's just part of our chemical makeup. Well, and all the things you said about the routines and the chemicals and all of that makes a big difference yeah well and then this is what led me to all the studying that I did I'm like I have to figure out why so something really good came out of it. something really good (laughs) came out of it all but um yeah I really was suffering before I um before I really came to the realization that there's reasons for this but otherwise I was the magic rebounder I would just go from relationship to relationship. Magic rebounder. Yes, wow, I, could I like just, that term. I just thought I could just shut off feelings for one person and go to the next. And solve your problems by just getting into another relationship. Yes, I mean, within That's weeks. That's so common. It within is. Within weeks. So, so let's talk about this. Um, rebounding, do you see this a lot? Oh, yeah. This is a way that people medicate. Because they don't want to feel their feelings, right? Yeah. And they know that if they get involved in another relationship or if they start kissing someone again, that it's going to feel better. That that's the solution, but it's not. It's not. Because those feelings don't ever go away. Okay, so now it's my turn um, to talk about emotions and that that we need to rethink how you know, what our emotions are for. They are tools. They are a part of helping us move on. But you can't just stuff them down and think you're going to get to move on. So rebounding is just stuffing them down. They will come up to bite you. You need to process through them. Well, and then you're not treating this person that you're rebounding with very well. You're pretty much using them. Very few rebound relationships actually work out. Do you know how to identify somebody who's on a rebound relationship? What a good, what a good question. Should we talk about it? Yes. Okay. How Um, do you notice someone who's, how can you tell if they're on a rebound? Well, first of all, they'd probably tell you I'm recently out of a relationship, but there's going to be, if somebody does this and then you start seeing some signs, they are not ready to be dating again. Um, they might be talking about their ex a whole lot because they haven't processed the feelings. Mm -hmm. They still have these feelings for their ex and they don't know why it didn't work out. Even if they were the one that broke up, they're Mm -hmm. still reeling with these feelings. Um, Reeling with these feelings sounds like a song. it does. Reeling with the feelings. (laughs) Rebound reeling with the feelings. Pretty much. Um, They will seem detached from you. 
like they're not really present, like they're not really connected. Yeah. Like maybe they're focusing a lot on the affection part of it and not really trying to get to know you. Totally. I can totally see that. I can totally see that happening. I had a date with a guy and he did talk about his ex a lot and I was... I, I mean, I started putting up the boundaries. Like, I really don't want to talk about it on our date. Like, I'm not your therapist <laughs> kind of thing. But he took me to the park on a Sunday. He wanted to see me on a Sunday. So we made a picnic dinner and we went to the park. And I'm, we're sitting there kind of in an awkward silence because he's not allowed to talk about his ex. And I said, oh, no. And I said, um, <laughs> so there's nothing else to talk I know, about. But I thought, OK, here it is. Here's the big red flags. And I'm like, well, like, what kind of music do you like to listen to? So I'm like, let's get on our phones and, like, share music with each other. And... He's like, okay, and that happened like twice, and it's like, well, let's just make out. Like, all he wanted to do was just make out. Did, did he actually and, say that? Yeah. He's like, do you just, like, let's just kiss. Can we just, like, and I was like, what? And he's like, well, no one's around. And it was, oh, so not to use a gross term, but I felt like a blow-up doll. I felt like anybody would do, like, he wasn't really into. You were just a placeholder. Me, you know, yeah, at all. It's his, like, yeah. you know, most people are asking personal questions, and he didn't even want to know what kind of music I liked. You know, mm. and here's his opportunity to share with me, and he wasn't interested at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, total rebound. So, just keep it in mind if you start seeing signs of that kind of thing, and it's just been a short time, it's like, okay, so you are the rebound person, which doesn't mean this person isn't for you. They just need to work through, through some feelings before they can have a healthy relationship. Yeah. And this is hard if you really like them. Right. Right, but But that's really important. We need to take the time to feel the sadness, the loneliness, to sit with it. And I know that's super uncomfortable for people, but believe me, if you can do that, it will give you so much more capacity to handle life, period. Yes. Anything in life. Well, yeah, there's always disappointments in life. Yeah, so be with it. Allow it to, to allow your feelings to come up. You don't have to tell a story about them. You just need to recognize, wow, I'm feeling sadness right now. Okay, let me just be here. Yes. Because that's the way to move through it is to allow yourself to feel it. Right, and not just medicate, especially with somebody else, because that's not fair to the other person. No, it's not all. fair. No. So, so is this happening a lot in your, you know, in your experience with clients and stuff where people are rebounding and they're not doing what they need to do to take care of themselves? Well, some people will rebound and rebound and rebound. They will go through five or six different people before they realize, okay, this isn't working. Like, I really need help figuring it out. Do they actually get to the point where they need help? Where yeah. they realize they yes. need help? Oh, oh yeah. That's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. No, I have people reach out all the time about that. It's like, um, none of my relationships are lasting past a month. And they're trying to like accelerate things. I've been exclusive. You know, it's like if you're getting exclusive with someone before the month mark, either that's like divinely blessed the relationship or that's unhealthy. Right. You should not be exclusive with somebody in the first month. That's just, you know, whether you've had a breakup, whether whatever the situation is, you know, you should be focusing on fun and getting to know each other and just dating and, and things and not worried about being exclusive and and moving forward so fast. Right. So how long do we wait to date? Yeah, that's what, that was going to be my next question. How long? So the experts, I've seen all sorts of things. There's a 30 day rule, which honestly, oxytocin takes 30 days to dissipate in your body. Yeah. So the 30 day rule, when people say take 30 days and don't see your ex, 
This for is, sure. This is don't they, contact them. Yes, don't no contact, contact them. Do not look at their Facebook page. Don't text no them. No stalking. No driving by their yeah. house. Nothing yeah. like that because. Once you do that, I feel like the 30 days has to start again. Mm. You know, and a lot of people. I've done that before. Yeah, medicate by talking to their ex. Like their so ex is going to help time. them through the process. How are you doing? I'm doing terrible. Oh. Like, how can we ease each other's pain? <laughs> I made you, that mistake. Yes, you. <laughs> we all have. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say most people have. It's like they just want to reach out to them so bad. And, you know, or. They'll reach out to your friends and ask how you're doing. This is all to get the, the oxytocin and the dopamine fix yeah. because these chemicals have stopped. Yeah. Dopamine literally s- stimulates the same part of your brain as addiction, as crack cocaine. And it's your pleasure centers. And your pleasure centers, like most addicts will tell you, a certain dosage of drugs don't work after a while. They have to have more and they have to have more and they have mm. to have more to get their fix. So right. this is a hard process like we just talked about. Um so there's a lot of experts that say, you know, do the 30-day no contact. And then they'll say it takes like 90 days, no less than 90 days after a breakup. Yeah, that that's you, what I was looking at too. That you don't want to. So that's three months. Yeah, three, three months. Three to three and a half and months. And then there's some that say it takes half as long as the relationship. Wow. So, so if you were if in a two-year relationship, a 30-year marriage, it's going to take some time, folks. Not that I'm saying it should take right. that long. But, but so it, it needs to take a significant amount of time if you've had a significantly long and deep relationship. You know, so this is not something that, you know, you can just, oh, yeah, I'm over it. You know, I'm over it because I want to be over it or I need to medicate. If you're medicating with anything besides exercise and time with your friends, maybe learn something about yourself. Well, it's a time for growth, for personal growth. Ask yourself some questions like, what is it that I can learn about myself in this past relationship? What are some things that I want to do differently? Were there some red flags that I ignored? Is this a pattern? Is this a pattern that's showing up for me? And if so, how can I change that pattern? Because you have the power within you to change that pattern. Yes. So um, these are really, it's a really good time for some, for some learning, for some personal growth. And Take advantage of it. Yeah. So you just have to look at it as you're, you know, back in the schoolroom or, you know, whatever, and learning some more about yourself. I think it's really important not to dismiss this period of time. I know for me, I kind of, I'm, as you're talking, I'm like, well, I could rationalize. Well, I could go out there after maybe, you know, maybe after a year or two relationship, go out there after like a couple of months and just say, oh, I'm just stating to be friends or whatever. Right. And I can rationalize that. Is that bad, Sharon? So how long did you take, Peggy, before you started dating Well, again? after my 34-year marriage, yes. I took a year yes. in te- to, to be intentional. I mean, I did go on a, some dates before that that just kind of happened. But I, in my, you know, my plan was to start, doing activities at six months and then go for a year and then a year, then I would start intentionally start dating. Um, but I do feel like uh, even though I, uh, you know, did the healing work, I invested the time, I invested the money. I did get a therapist. I did do the journey processing yes. that I have, that I help other people with, which is a lot faster than 
talk therapy. But I did both because right. I feel like they're both to have a ton of value. And um, and I still have been, well, you said to me this morning that you noticed the way, in our first episode when I told my story, which was almost a year ago, it was in June last yes. year, which would have been the three and a half year mark for me yes. of, of, after my divorce. Um uh, there was still, you could tell I was still, there was still emotional stuff that was still Yeah, there surfacing. was a little bit of intensity yeah, that intensity you don't have there now. Yeah. That I don't have anymore. Yeah. So in spite of all of the efforts that I have put into my growth and my, you know, working through that, of course, it was a 34-year marriage. So that was a long time. But I still ha- have been going through a lot over the last year and just in my own personal growth. Right. So it takes time. And, you know, it's not that I haven't been dating. I have been. I right. have been dating these, you know, last three years, three and a half years I have been right. dating. So, um, but it's been, uh, but I've looked at it as an opportunity to grow and to learn. And that's, oh, for sure. that's the way I started my dating. Right. And that's still the way but I'm doing I my dating. But I love the part of your story where you say you were dating unavailable men, emotionally unavail- unavailable that's men. That's right. And you stopped. And you're like, what's wrong? Because I did my because I saw that pattern, yes. and I was like, okay, I need to process through this. And so I did the work, uh, yep, and invested the time, and was like, I'm going to go after this, and that changed. And that's literally when if we are in a breakup, and it's breakup after breakup after breakup, people need to realize that there's probably something wrong deeper, and that's uh-huh. deeper that's going on. That and, and dating available men is a unavailable men. Sorry would be a trauma response. Yeah. And these were unavailable men because they were disconnecting. The pattern was actually they would connect, disconnect, connect, disconnect. Yes. And that's what was showing up for me. It wasn't that they weren't available to date. But you stopped and looked at it. And so few people do this. They just jump into another relationship. And it's like they're medicating the trauma or, you know, something is going on there when there is this regular pattern. And if you were to stop and put it in a spreadsheet... You know, <laughs> yeah, and that sounds so that's using your thinking mind like you did with writing out, you know, the things about the guy you had been yes. dating and saying this isn't going to work because of this, this, and this. And it's hard to get out of the love mind, the mushy, right? But ha- in, you know, you know put it on a spreadsheet if you're a spreadsheet yeah, you know, person. If you're yeah, a spread, look if at that those. works for you if you're that kind of person, um, because it's really important we do take a look at it. Yeah, it is important we take a look at it. And this is the valuable, one of the valuable things, really valuable things about breakups is it's an opportunity for us to become more confident to face some of the things we haven't been facing or to f- look at the things that are popping up that we didn't realize were there in the first place. Right. We, these re- Our relationships reflect back to us our unfinished business. We've talked about that before. Right. And this is part of what's happening. So take your time. And sometimes like when we're talking about how long do you wait before you date again, it depends on the depth of the connection. It yes. depends on the length of the de- of the of the relationship. It depends on how, you know, if if there were problems or if you felt like there weren't problems, but there was this one piece that wasn't working, and you're like, I can't make the, this. Is not going to be a good long term commitment thing. Right. Which we have to be courageous and strong to do that. Yes. I think there's so much going on out there where we lose our courage. We like I've talked to someone that a couple of people now, a man and a woman who have now have had two marriages behind them. They're like, I am no longer 
just saying, okay, this is good enough. Let's get married. Right. You know, actually, I've talked to three people specifically recently. I and talk to those people all. The yeah. Time. So it's like, well, they're ninety-five percent there. This is nice. Let's just make this work. Yeah. And no, take the time. Oh, I feel like people do this fifty-five percent there. So let's just yeah, fifty-five percent. You know, I feel like I talk to a lot of people. Yeah. So let's let's not go through jumping in again. Let's make a practice of taking your time whatever that time needs to be and you you can know that if you'll pay attention to you what's going on in your psyche and listen to the feel your feelings and figure out if you're ready really ready to date again right something common I just wanted to make a mention of is there's a lot of people who jump into a second marriage and I'll ask them did it last between eight and 18 months the second marriage Uh uh-huh it's, I call it the rebound marriage. Mm-hmm. And most people that have been married two and three times, the second marriage was always eight to 18 months. So it was a rebound. It was a rebound. It just, the pieces weren't there. It was, you know, I, we're both probably medicating with each other. And and let's give yourself grace for that. I mean, you know, I, yes. I, I, I always mean, tell people those don't count. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, those yeah, don't count. So, so you're listening now. Hopefully you've been listening to us all along and you're going to learn and grow and you're just going to give yourself some grace for that and say, I just didn't know what I didn't know, but now I hope you know. Yes. And so um, let's look at what are the signs? What are the signs that you're ready to date again? Okay. Um, For me, I think if you feel excited about dating again, that's yeah. a that's that's a good sign. Well, not in a medicating kind of way again. Yeah. No, if, if, but if like, like it's okay. yeah. like it's like oh, oh it's, a fresh start. It's time. Yeah. Maybe it, there's it's time. some um, hope there. I think you need to feel happy in your own company before you start dating again after a breakup. Absolutely. You know, it's like, oh, I'm, I like me. I yes. like who I am. I like the direction my life is going. If you're not there, uh, come and see Sharon or me. We need to give you some support because you need to get there before right. you start really seriously dating again um, you or might, dating for the first time. Right. <laughs> you might not be thinking about your ex every day anymore. Yeah. Like, How do you oh, feel? Wow. How yeah. do you feel about it's your like, ex? Oh, I didn't even think about him yesterday or her yesterday. It's like, oh, okay. Like I have come a long way and give yourself credit for that because it really is not an easy process or it's, it's not a painless process. Right. So. Are you ready to like start focusing on somebody else? Yeah. Is that a joyful possibility for you? Is yeah. that an interesting possibility? So that's a, that's a good thing too. Right. We have to reiterate, you feel like you learned some things. Right. You know, maybe about the process that you're going through like, or about yourself. Yeah. yeah. Are you different? Mm-hmm. Yes. And how are you different? Is it, is it, is it who you want? Are you turning into who you want to be more and more? Cause yes. it's a process that's all becoming right. I mean, oh, that's, yeah. this, this is, is all why we're here is growth, to learn and right? grow. Yes. So another thing that I saw that I, that I think is really important is what are your reasons for wanting to date again? I mean, if you start asking yourself that yes. question, maybe you will discover that you are wanting to medicate, right. that you're just wanting to not feel your feelings, right. that you just want to, you just got to have somebody to go out with, you know? Right. So well, ask you, yourself you don't some want hard to questions. Have people validating you either. If you can't validate yourself. 
Yeah. You know, you don't, you need to wait till you can validate yourself and not be using people to validate. Well, you that's well. another one that, you know, that I think is important too. When you can validate yourself, that's part of building self-confidence. Yes. Your self-confidence has grown. big. And I, this is a part of the dating process is if, is, is seeing if your self-confidence is going up or if it's going down, take a look, take a step back. What's happening to create that? Make sure that you are giving yourself the validation and strengthening yourself. So you have that within yourself, not coming just from other people that you don't have to have that from, from being with someone or getting validated by someone else. Well, a lot of times when people are in abusive relationships, Right. They're not healing from the abuse. They're just looking for validation because that is, again, medicating. And so you need to make sure that if you're coming from an abusive situation, that you are taking care of that trauma. Yeah, 100%. And here's a really big reason why so many people who are in abusive relationships don't even realize that's what's been happening, or it's emotionally abusive and there's not the outward signs that that's what it's been. You must, you must get really clear on what's happened. If it's been abusive, if you felt diminished, if you felt like you haven't been important, if you felt kicked, if you feel like you're confused, if you feel like you're going crazy, those are signs of abuse. So that, that that's happening in your life. And I'm telling you, it's a wake up process to understand this. But if you have any of those things, get some support because you will, if you do not address that, this definitely wasn't your fault, but if you don't address what it was in you that, that opened yourself up to a person like that, it will happen again Again and And it can happen in a different way. So I want you to be really clear. Our listeners here, just because they're really nice and the last person was really not nice, doesn't mean they're not abusive. Yes. Okay. okay. Another point. Right. They are better than the last person in some areas, but not all areas. It's like, well, they're better than the last guy I dated or she's better than the last girl I dated. It doesn't mean they're a good person. Right. And it doesn't mean they're a good fit for you. You don't want to just say, well, they're exactly what I wanted that the other person didn't have. That doesn't mean they're the right person either. But so you need to heal and take time if you've been in an abusive relationship or if you wonder if you've been, get some support, start talking, yes. start figuring out. Because I've I've worked with clients that were physically abused by a father, then sexually abused by a first spouse, then emotionally abused yes. by a second spouse, yes. then sexually uh-huh. abused yep. by a fourth spouse. All those familiar uh, yeah. patterns. Then they're they like, well, they right didn't into. look like the last guy. But right. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, people yes. follow patterns. Yes. So you and, need to empty all that baggage. Yeah. So if, yeah, so onward we go. So the self-confidence piece is huge. Yeah. If you feel confident again and happy, you know, you're, you're on the path to be ready to date yes. again. Yes. Again. So, and the other thing is, do you, do you feel like you're supported outside of yourself? Like you were yes. talking about, you have a friend network, support network. Yes. So as you go out into the dating world, do you have support in case you go out and you're like, wow, I'm not, I may not be ready. And your friends can go, I don't think you're quite ready or this isn't the right kind of person or whatever. Get get yourself some outside support for sure. Um, Can we move on to some frequently asked questions? Yes, we can. Because I get funny questions about 
some of them are funny, some of them are not, you know, after the breakup or um, in my widow widower group, like, you know, when is it okay to date again? Um, Girl code. What is girl code? What is girl code? We have this huge single scene in Utah where everybody's in the groups and everybody kind of dates in the groups, which I think is weird. (laughs) You know, it's challenging. It's It's challenging. What is girl code? So I hope some of these timeframes that we've talked about have helped the girl code thing. When can, or the boy code. I don't know if when is the girl code, the girl code, when can you date your friend's ex-boyfriend? Mm, that's a good question <laughs> because that just everybody dates kind of in the same groups and it's like that girl might be an acquaintance or she might be a close friend personally I would never date one of my close girlfriends exes, exes. you know whether regardless of what place they're in at all but if there's an acquaintance in your group I get this question and I've gotten it more frequently than ever um when can you when is it okay to date somebody in your group that somebody else has dated. And I hope some of the um, timeframes that we've talked about have helped because if they're not supposed to be dating for 90 days or, or three months or six months. If they're not taking the time, yes, then are they really a healthy person? And yes. will they be healthy to date? Yes. And so someone said, I know it's not an ethical question the girl code thing. And I'm like, I guess it kind of isn't if that's... What do you mean it's not an ethical question? Like it's unethical to date somebody that one, uh, someone in your group dated. And it's it's not, but she's like, do I ask the girl permission? Or do I let them know? Yeah. And I'm like, I think that just depends on how close you are. That's just a recommendation. I don't, I don't have any science because <laughs> you know I like to back things up with science right. and research. But well, I think you're going to have to weigh the impact that's going to have yes. on your friendship with that yes. person. But also you need to look at what kind of person are you? Yes. Is that is this you showing up as your best self to date your girlfriend's ex? Right. And it's like if you had a thing for them before she dated them, that might be a little... It's like, what level of like do you really like this person? I think you need to weigh that yeah. in as and, well. It's and like, the different components, you know? And just yeah. consider the consequences. And if you give a green light, are they reciprocating? Or is it just a waste of time to be worrying about this altogether? Just spending this time in your head of yeah, about this. Yeah, it's like, do you care if I date them and have them not be interested at all? So there's all sorts of variants to the girl code that need to be considered. And, but I think the time is is a biggie. Don't be asking somebody's ex out right after they've broken up. A couple weeks. No, this the ex needs time. <laughs> yeah. This this guy needs time. Yeah. And so I think that sh- should be a, one of the variables in there as well. So I answered the question, but not really. But yes, I did. <laughs> but sort of. <laughs> so the girl code is being part of the girl. It's yeah. true to your girlfriends and not dating behind their back or dating an ex too soon or yeah. doing something that would hurt the yes, friendship. Yes, that would hurt the friendship. Yeah, you, so, yeah, here's something. You don't want to trash your friendships for a guy. Right. It's particularly with girls. But I mean, just, just consider the variables. How much do you really like them? How much do you really, how interested are you really in this person? And what is your, what are your reasons for dating that person? You know, I mean, so if, 
you already felt very strong feelings for this person before, maybe it is worth pursuing. But if it's just kind of like, oh, I didn't really notice him until my girlfriend was dating him, consider that as well. You know, consider what the friendship is worth. How deep is the friendship? Is it an acquaintance? You know. Right. And how how you're going to go about it. Are you going to be up front and tell your girlfriend, hey, he reached out to me and I really want to go out with him? Do you mind? Do you mind? Of course they're going to say no, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts is a better... What are your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. Is a better, is a better way to ask. I think that's important. Yeah. Because I do get this question a lot and it is complicated. It is complicated. It's like you have a big group of friends. I have a big group of friends and, you know, and hopefully everybody's breakup is pretty civil and friendly, but you know, I mean, you're dating someone and you're in a large group and he's in the large group. You know, how do you feel about him dating one of your girlfriends in the group, right? you know, kind of thing, right. if you were not to work out. So something, just consider the variables. Yeah. Because. Be yeah. smart. Be smart about it. Use your head. Another question I get a lot is, um, a lot of children or special needs children, are they baggage? Children are never baggage. You get that children, question? I get this question a lot, especially special needs children. And I just have to tell you, if well, first of all, you're a package deal, no matter what. If you're a guy, you know, I know widowers raising their kids. If you're a guy with a lot of children, if you're a guy with a special needs child, um, one of our widower friends, his son just transitioned to a girl. You know, is that baggage? Is that a complicated dating situation? It's going to take a special person to accept this package deal, and hopefully you find that. Yeah, it is a little complicated. It is. And it's not baggage. It's not necessarily baggage. Does it make things a little more complicated? Yeah, but the person you're going to find that is going to be tolerant and patient and loving with all this is going to be a really great person, I think. So I think it's just definitely worth the wait. Yeah, definitely worth waiting and finding that right person. For sure. And then another question I get is, is it okay to work on my stuff while I'm dating? Uh, Hello? You're always working on your stuff, and especially in relationships. Relationships are going to bring up your stuff. Yes. Even though, like you've done, maybe you've done a ton of healing work, like I had done, like I Uh have done, and I still, as I am dating and and getting into relationships, I'm like my stuff comes up. It will always come up. It's a part of the plan, (laughs) right? But the recognized stuff that you've been working on for a while, and I'm going to say the kind of the same thing. Um, if you're working on it, that is something you can tell somebody if they're triggered by it, they're not going to stick around. Right. Now that's very telling. If you, if you're really honest about it, you're emotionally honest Mm -hmm. and say, Hey, this is my stuff. It's coming up. That's super healthy. You know, that's a healthy way. That's a real way to be in a relationship and for the other person to respond in a way of going, okay, no, let's work on, let's see what we can do. How can I support you? That's super healthy, healthy. Yes. So, yeah. And, you know, if you've got stuff and you're, and you're starting to date and you know you're working on the stuff and you're progressing, it's okay to stop dating. I yes. tell people that all the time. If you want to stick your toe into dating and you feel like, okay, this isn't, this isn't accomplishing what I need to accomplish as a person, you can stop dating. You do <laughs> not set your own boundary. You set your own boundary and you can start and stop dating anytime you want. That's right. You know, it's like, okay, really, I'm not ready. Maybe I just really have a little too much baggage to be bringing another person into this, you know, maybe dating, you know, especially if other people aren't ready, 
You this know? is self-determination. You're determining yes. how you want to, your dating life needs to look for you. Yes. For your own self-care. Yes. So, so very good. that in mind. All right. Episode 45. Down. Boom. Down. Check. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and click the button to follow us. You can reach either Sharon or I at datetoyourpotential.com. We work with people who are single or married. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you.